I'm so glad that you're here today because we are starting something that has been pressed on my heart by God. This is week one in this new series. The title is printed for you. It's on the screen, and it's called This. This is how we conquer. It's going to be a very personal word to you, and it's also going to have a direct application to us as a church family. I, I call us a faith family, a movement of God's people that are, that are on a certain path. I want to start with a question. It's a pointed question, and here it is. What are the battles you presently face? Some here have received a diagnosis, and there is a, a dreaded disease. There's a diagnosis of sickness, and, and that is the pressing battle. These can be relational. It can be within your marriage. It can be within your family. It can be with coworkers. Some of you are up against one of the greatest career challenges. It's creating a financial problem, and that is the battle that you presently face. What is the battle that you presently face? What is it that presses in on you? Because not one of us escapes the battle. All of us will experience and are experiencing some area of challenge right now unique to any other area of life. And what this series is about is giving us strategic wisdom to shape the way we engage the battle and winning the battle. That's why I'm calling it, this is how we conquer. It's not how we fight, because it will inform us about engaging the battle. This is about how we conquer. I believe that God has stated it as clearly as he he possibly could, that we are called, saved, made to be more than conquerors. So we need the plan of how we conquer, and that's what we're going to talk about. Now, God's word establishes the conviction, the clarity, and the path. And I want you to see it, so take your Bibles and go with me to Exodus 17. Every one of us finding our place in Exodus chapter 17, and we'll begin at verse 8. Exodus 17, starting at verse 8. Here's what the scriptures say. While the people of Israel were still at Rephidim, the warriors of Amalek attacked them. So do you see they have a battle? That is the specific battle they face. Amalek has attacked. So Moses commanded Joshua, Choose some men to go out and fight the army of Amalek for us. Tomorrow I will stand at the top of the hill holding the staff of God in my hand. So Joshua did what Moses had commanded and fought the army of Amalek. Meanwhile, Moses, Aaron, and Hur climbed to the top of a nearby hill. As long as Moses held up the staff in his hand, the Israelites had the advantage. But whenever he dropped his hand, the Amalekites gained the advantage. Moses' arms soon became so tired, he could no longer hold them up. So Aaron and Hur found a stone for him to sit on. Then they stood on each side of Moses, holding up his hands. So his hands held steady until sunset. As a result, Joshua overwhelmed the army of Amalek in the battle. 
Another version says, and Joshua prevailed by the sword. Now that last statement says that Joshua won. Joshua was in the, in the valley and it says that, that Joshua overwhelmed the army. Was the victory won in the valley by Joshua and the fighting men? Or was it won by Moses in prayer on the mountain? If you remove Joshua and the Israelite warriors from the valley, is the battle won? If you remove Moses from the mountain and all you have is Joshua and the warriors in the valley, is the battle won? Here is the discovery. As we pray, the supernatural empowers the natural. This is how we conquer. I want you to get that in your heart. You can't remove Joshua from the battle in the valley because every battle we face has a practical, physical reality. But that approach that we take in the practical, in the physical, must be empowered by our activity in prayer like Moses on the mountain. So the mantra that's got to get into our spirit is that as we pray, the supernatural, that's mountain, empowers the natural, that's valley, and we conquer. As we pray, the supernatural, that's the spiritual, impacts and empowers the natural. That's the valley. And this is how we conquer. Why don't we say it together? And, and where it says, I just put we. Here we go. As we pray, the supernatural empowers the natural. This is how we conquer. Ephesians 6 tells us that we have a struggle. That struggle is what we're talking about as our battle. And that it's not against flesh and blood. Yet we exist in a physical realm. Yet the battle has its origin in the spiritual realm. So if you remove the supernatural from empowering the natural, there is no way we advance. The passage that we just read says, as Moses' hands were up in prayer, Joshua advanced. When Moses' hands came down, symbolic of no prayer, it was then that the enemy advanced against Joshua. What must grip our hearts is that we exist in both. If all you do is pray, and there's not a practical application of the supernatural influence, something will be missing. If all you do is fight without the supernatural empowerment of prayer, then you're wielding the sword in your own ability, and you have no advance. We exist in both. We pray and we fight. Amen? Nehemiah, he taught his people how to keep a tool in one hand and a weapon in the other. We have to learn this whole discovery of as we pray, as we seek the face of God, there is a supernatural deposit which then empowers the natural, the practical, the physical. See, if I want a better marriage, then I must pray. But then there are practical applications 
that I'm going to be empowered to follow through on, which allow for a better marriage. If all you have is Moses on the mountain, you have no victory in the valley. If all you have is Joshua and a sword and no Moses on the mountain, you have no victory in the battle. I'm interested in how we win. I want to know, how do I conquer? I have some battles. How do I conquer? As I pray, the supernatural empowers the natural. And this is how we conquer. Let me just remind you that your battles are significant. Some of you know how significant. Sometimes we don't realize all that is contained within a battle that we fight. Joshua is up against the Amalekites. He is leading Israel. If Israel loses, do you realize the seed of the gospel then never shows up? The seed of the gospel, Jesus Christ, is going to come from Israel. So it is far more than just one unique uh, individual battle. There is a war being won in that battle. There is a legacy on the line. There is something hanging in the balance. Whatever's pressing against you, it's coming from the enemy. God's going to help you to win. And there is contained within that victory other victories. There is contained within that miracle other miracles. There is contained within that process something that God is going to do, not just immediately, but in the process of the future. It is the significance of the battle. So we learn to be prayerless is to be powerless. I think in this culture, it would be easy to say, let's figure out the leadership skills of Joshua. Let's study, because it seems that the decisive elements may be his ability to use the, the weapons of his day, his strategy as a leader, his motivational uh, skill as a leader, his courage as a leader. When the writer of this story shows us that the power started not with leadership skill, but with supernatural power that was a result of passionate prayer. I want to give you what God has put on my heart. It is an invitation to you and to our church to raise the priority and the intensity of prayer. And as we do, God is going to teach us about engaging the fight. God is going to give us some breakthroughs. And we're going to advance. I claim advance over the issue that you're battling physically. I claim advance over the battle within marriage or family, co-workers, career, job, finances. I claim advance. How shall we advance? We must raise the priority and the intensity of prayer. What is God teaching his leader who's in the battle? That the priority and the intensity of prayer had everything to do with empowered fighting in the physical realm. The Spirit of the Lord has, has gripped my soul about the whole idea of a new season that we're entering as a church that I believe is going to be one of the most spiritually uh, empowered, fired up that we've had. 
But it's not going to become, it's not going to happen because of leadership skill. It will not be because of talent. It is not going to be because of man's wisdom. It is going to come from a supernatural place and a supernatural priority and a supernatural empowerment that causes the natural to take on a dimension and a dynamic and an enthusiasm and an endurance and an empowerment that we so desperately need. I believe that advance is the word of the Lord over the future. But there is a strategic component, and that is raising this importance and intensity of prayer. Hands up! In prayer means advance in the battle. Prayer, in its simplest definition, it's just talking to Jesus. Jesus, in 30 AD, he looked at his followers and he said, Now I'm the vine, you're the branch, and if you remain in me as you pray... Asking whatever you will, it's going to be done. He's saying, you will advance, but you're going to need the supernatural in your natural. That comes by connection, and he teaches them about prayer. If Jesus lived today, and he taught on prayer, perhaps he would use an illustration like this. Maybe he would say, I'm the power company, and I am the plug-in. You're the computer. You've got a lot of potential, but if you're not charged up, The potential is never realized. This is an iPad. This is a computer. It has many applications. Makes life better. A lot of great things. I can watch the Olympics right while I'm preaching to you. It's amazing what can happen. You can watch the Olympics while I'm preaching to you. But I know you would never even think of such things. There is such potential in this device. But at some point, if it's not plugged in, then it has no ability to make the difference. If it's not charged up by the power source, then it has no application to the natural need of life. You have... God-given, unique DNA, experiences, talent, all to bring an applied strategy to the pressing battle. And God has a way of taking all of those things and empowered by His Spirit, you advance in your life. But if we're not plugged in, then at some point our potential is rendered ineffective because there's no power. If we will raise the priority and the intensity of prayer, we are plugging into the power source. And it's then that we advance in the battle. To live spiritually unplugged is to forfeit the power of God in our lives. How do we conquer? 
It is as we pray, the supernatural empowers the natural. Please let us be delivered from just looking at leadership skill in the valley. Let us learn about the heart that is set before God with dependence upon God, with a cry out to God, with an intercessory passion unto the Lord that then fuels the fire of a dynamic church, of a strong follower, of a victorious fight in the valley of life. Do not, the Lord has spoken to my heart, said do not let prayer become an irrelevant activity. In your life. Do not let prayer become an irrelevant activity. Would you be willing to confess that at times when you're out working on the need, when you're responding to the need, when you're doing what you can in the physical, sometimes you feel more productive than when you're shut away with God? That I need to be out there. I need to be getting my hands on it. I need to work on it. I need to be putting my influence on it. If, if I just... And yet, you often feel this restriction, this lack of progress. There's no advance. It's because there's no super in our natural. There's no empowerment. And so I am calling all of us to raise the priority and the intensity, the discovery of Exodus 17 for the people of Israel was to see this lesson was to see if all they learned was how to draw a sword and how to draw battle plans. But they didn't learn how to raise their hands in prayer. Then they would not be sufficient for the day. That their sufficiency, their victory, it came from God through the supernatural influence. Hands up is the spiritual Hands on, that sword was the physical. Hands up in prayer. Hands out in what God gives you to do. The work of your hands, it takes on an influence. The work of your leadership, the work of your your energy and your effort pays off when it's empowered by the supernatural power. It's hands up and hands on. Please don't hear the dismissal from effort, endurance, perseverance, sacrifice, hard work, going for it. But apart from the supernatural, it is just simply effort. And it has no match for the enemy that, that, is, that is posing a defensive measure. But empowered of God, here's what the word says. Not even the gates of hell will be able to prevail against us. I'm saying there's good news today, church. This is how we conquer. It is because God is poised to empower his people to win. Not just to make it. Not just to make it. We're we're not a people who are saved to cope. We are a people who are saved to conquer. We're talking about hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Get it stirred up in your heart today. We're studying Israel who had been in slavery. They had been in bondage for 400 years. They're now set free. They have a future. They have a hope. They have a promised land. But it didn't come without conquest. It didn't come without the ability to conquer. We have an amazing future as a church. But it will not come without battle. 
It will not come without fierce attack of the enemy. But I want to serve notice on the enemy and shout a good word to you. We will conquer and we will win because we're going to pray and the supernatural will empower the natural and we will advance. Would you just lift your hands right now? Hands up in prayer. Lift them. Hear me, there are some things. We've got to get our hands up in prayer. There are people fighting disease. And my hands are up in prayer, calling out on the name of Jesus. We'll study in the near future. It is in this passage that Moses declared that God was Jehovah Nisi, the Lord our banner. We're waving something over these needs when we lift our hands. Hallelujah. My hands are up, as are yours. Because there are some marriages that need reconciliation. My hands are up because there are some families that need divine intervention. My hands are up today because some people need God's deposit of provision concerning their finances and their job. My hands are up today for families who have lost everything because of fires that have hit immediately. My hands are up for people who've lost everything over time because of the fiery trials. My hands are up today in prayer as are yours my hands are up because it's not by might and it's not by power but it is by the spirit says the lord 